So you could actually jump in, like go into the pool. They had, there was a huge line <laughs> uh, and everybody, you just got to swim through one of the pools. And at the end, they gave you a certificate that said that you swam the Panama Canal. <laughs> <laughs> everybody this week's episode of the dcl duo podcast and uh you know i've started to introduce sam because i you know first <laughs> couple of years of the podcast i just keep forgetting to introduce my fabulous dynamic co-host the on-air talent here at the dcl duo sam that's Welcome, right sam. why thanks brian thanks for having me <laughs> in my home i assume that the green m&ms were to your liking in the uh, the green room this evening <laughs> You know, I, I'm really glad you picked out all of the, you know, all of the brown ones. You know, I really don't like those. And so, you know, I, I demand a, a whole bunch of weird things in my rider to perform. Yeah, I, did, I didn't pick them out. I just ate them. So sorry about that. Um, the brown ones are my favorite. So anyway. <laughs> Well, we are here today to talk about a fabulous Panama Canal cruise, one of the last Panama Canal cruises for the wonder, at least in the near future, now that she's based permanently on the West Coast, or permanently is is, is a fiction, I guess, for Disney Cruise Line. But at least for now, she's on the West Coast and has no plans to transit the Panama Canal again. So we want to bring on a fabulous guest who was on board the Westbound Panama Canal cruise. So I want to welcome Kristen to our show. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm excited. <laughs> We've had your colleague Gail on before. You're a travel specialist or a magic maker. I'm 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 always getting the terminology confused, but with Often Everland Travel, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, wonderful. Well, we're excited to talk to you today about the Westbound Panama Canal Cruise. But Kristen, we always like to start our shows with our guests' Disney cruising backgrounds. And so what's your experience been with uh, Disney Cruise Line over time? Sure. So I have actually only been on the Disney Wonder. Um, this is my third time on the Wonder. Uh, we started with Alaska in 2018. We did the Baja Cruise in 2019 and then the Panama Canal this year. Nice. Are you West Coast based? I am Midwest, actually. So I'm in Chicago. Yeah. So it just kind of happened that way. <laughs> yeah, it, that's, that is unusual. I feel like most people who sail Disney Cruise Line have um, often have not been on the Wonder at all because it is often in the, on the West Coast. And unusual that you've only sailed on the Wonder. <laughs> right? I yes. kind of love that because we love the Wonder. <laughs> I, I love the wonder. It's got definitely has a special place in my heart because it's the first ship we went on. So, so you said you said Alaska westbound, and then what was your other cruise? The Baja cruise. Oh yeah, um, okay, yes, in okay. Sonata and yeah, Cabo. That, yes, exactly. So we yeah. So now this was some you know we did a stop in Cabo, so it was interesting to see two different sides of Cabo because we did two very different things. So that was kind of neat. Well, and uh, you started off with a bang here with a westbound and an Alaska. So, you know, yes. those are two <laughs> two wonderful cruises to experience on Disney Cruise Line for sure. Exactly. And so three cruises. So you're you're fighting your way toward gold there a little bit. Uh, what other, have you sailed on other cruise lines, Kristen? I actually have not. So um, I've sold other cruise lines, you know, with clients. So I've done a lot of research, a lot of training, but I have not been on any of those cruise ships yet. So I'm looking forward. I will be on the Wish in December. So I'm very excited about that. And I actually found out recently I will be on the Magic actually in a few weeks. <laughs> for, oh, fantastic. Yeah, for a fam opportunity. So I'm going with another Magic maker. And so I'm super excited because I have not been on the Magic. So that'll be a really interesting, you know, obviously and fun <laughs> learning experience. Nice. Where, where are you headed? So it's the it's out of Miami. So it's um, Nassau, Castaway Key, and then I think there's one sea day. And then we're back. Awesome. I'd love to hear your compare and contrast 
of Rapunzel's versus Tiana's after you get on the magic. Yes. Yes. I'm excited for that just to see the differences. And I know like obviously all the, the adult areas are different. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited, like you said, compare and contrast because um, especially after being on the wonder for a third time, I feel like I got that down. <laughs> so, so excited to experience something a little something new, but obviously, you know, familiar with the familiarship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The sistership, it, uh, it, it'll be nice because everything is generally in the same area, but obviously there's the spaces are different. So exactly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kristen, the Panama Canal cruise you were on recently, remind me, where did that leave from? Was it Miami or Galveston? No, actually, so it left from New Orleans. Oh, that's oh, right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. It was the, yeah, yeah, it's right. Yeah, we should know that because they were telling us, us. <laughs> yes, when they were telling us on board, they were headed through the canal. So yes, our mistake. New Orleans. And so uh, when did it leave? And it was 14 nights, right? Yes. Yeah, so we left March 4th and got back to, got to San Diego, not back to San Diego, to San Diego on the 18th of March. Fantastic. Nothing better than being on for two weeks. My goodness. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> And, and do you know how many people are on board for the Westbound? So we, from what I understand, there was just over a thousand. So about a thousand less roughly than normal. We were told that the next sailing going out, the two night sailing was a little bit closer to normal numbers. That's, that's interesting about a thousand because we had only like maybe 700 on board in New Orleans. So that 14 night cruise, not during school break. I'm surprised that it was as full as that, but that's, that's awesome. Did they have the same restriction on the sailing that everyone had to be vaccinated on board? So no, no kids under, what is it, five? Yeah. So all the, the restrictions were all the same. So And it was interesting because we fell during that time frame when Disney announced that I was, I believe it was March 11th, that they were dropping the masks except for in the theaters. And so we, our cruise stayed as planned as it was. And um, so all the, everything was the same for us. And then obviously all the sailings going out starting, I believe, like I said, March 11th, they had some of those restrictions dropped. Were there kids under the age of five on your cruise then? There were some kids. Yeah, there was a couple strollers. I mean, there was not very many kids at all. You you know, you would see the pool area and it would be more adults than kids, (laughs) you know? So that was, that was interesting, obviously, compared to the last two cruises, because obviously, you know, you see a lot of families on those ships, but there was maybe a handful of kids. Yeah. Interesting. So the eastbound Panama Canal cruise that took the ship to the East Coast, what was that at the beginning of the restart or whatnot, that one had no kids under five because they had a restriction that nobody who was unvaccinated could be on. Actually, at the time, I don't think there were any kids under 12. Oh, you may be right, Brian. Actually, you may be right. right. Yeah. 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 So was it was that's right. So there were basically no kids except teenagers on the last the Panama Canal cruise before yours, which was, of course, months before. So that's interesting. Uh, so they obviously lifted that part of the restriction. But yeah, you still had the, the same mask restrictions imposed as we did just a couple of weeks earlier. Yeah. And we were, I don't know if you were able to, we were able to take off our masks for pictures with characters. We were not. They okay. had just, yeah, they had just kind of shifted back and forth, I think, on that one. Okay. They had had that available before we sailed and then they rolled it back, I think, a month before or something, you know, kind of gone back and forth a few times. So that's nice that you were able to do that. It was nice. Yeah, it was. So Kristen, what kind of room did you have on board uh, for this cruise? Sure. So we did the deluxe family with the veranda. Being on the ship for two weeks, we wanted to have a little bit of extra space. So that was really nice to have that extra dresser space. (laughs) Especially it's very hard to pack for two weeks. (laughs) 
you know, and try and keep things, you know, as simple as possible. <laughs> the laundry rooms were always full. You know, it was nice to be able to, like I said, to have the space to spread out, have the veranda, especially on Panama Canal Day. So that was, that was a great thing to have. And who were you traveling with? My husband. Nice. Yeah. So just the two of you for a nice little two week vacation. That's yes, fantastic. It was great. It was actually a very postponed 40th birthday celebration. Very nice. <laughs> I'll be 42 next month. So, <laughs> you know, you know, we're doing the same in I'll be 42 in October and uh, we are traveling over. Uh, we're doing the Norwegian, the Norwegian Fjords cruise on the magic in September to also to celebrate my belated 40th birthday. Oh, I love that. Well. How fun. <laughs> well, it was we our joke was as soon as I step on the ship, I'm officially 40 and I just got to accept it. <laughs> we celebrated all, you know, the whole two weeks. It was great. And then now I'm like, okay, I guess I'll be 42 soon. <laughs> I know you have to s- suspend your age in your mind for a while. Yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> Well, Chris, I'm curious what the mood was like on board, because as we said up front, this was the last time the Wonder is going to be going through the Panama Canal for the foreseeable future. Uh, did that seem to be at all on folks' mind? Was any melancholy on board or just mostly excitement? Mostly excitement. It's um, It was very interesting talking to a lot of guests. Like obviously being on a ship for two weeks, you get to know people. And, you know, it's like it's like being in a neighborhood, you know? <laughs> get to know your neighbors, your table mates, things like that. And we talked to several people who have this, they have been on several Panama Canal cruises that they were a little bummed that this could be the last one on, you know, on the wonder and obviously with the unknown of, well, what is, you know, what is the fate of the Panama Canal cruise? But everybody was enjoying it. No one was, I don't think it was, people were sad. I think people were more curious about what's next. Yeah, that's a really good point. You said table mates. Did you actually get seated with other people or are you just talking about your neighbors next door at the in the dining room? So our neighbors next door. So they are still seating individual tables, but the tables definitely were closer together. Um, I've had coworkers that have cruised previous and just speaking with them and even hearing about, you know, other people's experiences, the tables were definitely closer together. And even um, cast members confirmed that. So they were slowly inching closer together. And then the day after breakfast, the day we were getting off the ship, they were starting to move the tables closer because obviously they had more people coming on. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think it was just like slowly inching. So yeah, the tables were close enough where you easily could have a conversation with somebody. That's nice. I miss that. You know, even, even if you, even if you don't get seated with another party, we had, we have had multiple times where, for example, when Brian and I have cruised just the two of us and we're sitting at our table, just the two of us, but there's a couple nearby and we, we have made friends that way. And so it's, it's a really nice experience when you're, you still have your own space, but you're close enough that you can, you know, converse with the table next door. Exactly. Well, and funny story, one of the nights my husband surprised me with a birthday cake, one of those big, you know, mini head cakes. And this cake was so big that I looked and there was a table of six next to us and we were at Animator's Palette. And I'm like, do you guys want some? <laughs> And the guy was like, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) So it was fun, you know, and then everyone got a piece of cake and, you know. (laughs) That's so nice. I have seen those cakes and I have thought, there's no way I'm going to order one of those cakes because there's too too big for the three of us or even when we've been with sailed with a couple of other people. It's oh, it's too much cake. So that's perfect. Exactly. It was fun. It made for a fun memory. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, of course, the best part about these longer sailings, Kristen, is the 
special things that you get to do on board. Let's set aside the actual canal transit, which we'll talk about in a second and is always a fascinating part of any Panama Canal cruise. But did they have any of the special offerings on board that you would typically see for these longer sailings, you know, Broadway stars or things like that? They did. So they they brought on a Disney Imagineer who he had several chats all about the parks, both Walt Disney World, Disneyland. I did go to a couple of them, um, but it's hard to just decide, you know, what to go to. There's so much going on. But they did have the gentleman who was playing Olaf. We went and saw him um, speak one day in Azure. They had a magician. They had a juggler. <laughs> all sorts of things. Plus the traditional shows. They had Frozen, the Golden Mickeys, and then Disney Dreams. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So they got, you got all three shows. You got a bunch of variety acts and some special performances. Yes. And they did do fireworks. That was neat. And then Pirate Night and Frozen Night. Both oh, did you happen. Had Frozen Night also. We did. So they, they apparently, again, that was another thing. They were slowly starting to bring stuff back. So because before we left, that was undetermined if that was going to happen. And it did happen. So I packed accordingly just in case. <laughs> <laughs> when you say packed accordingly, what do you mean? Well, you know, I'm the type that I have to have the shirt in the ears. And, you know, when I'm in Disney World, the magic band and like (laughs) a little bit of everything. So yeah, so I had frozen stuff packed just in case. So that that was fun. The only thing that changed was they couldn't do the fireworks um, on Pirate Night like they originally planned because we had some bad weather coming in. We did end up dodging it a little bit, but I think they wanted to make sure we got the fireworks. And so they ended up doing them the night before. So but it was kind of fun, though, because it spread it out a little bit. So that was that was fun. So did you have the pirate night like stage show? Well, stage show is a bad term, but the deck party kind of a thing with the with the pirates fighting and that sort of a thing on pirate night. So it wasn't the full show that I remember from the previous cruise, but they did have the deck show. They had the the more none of the people that were coming down <laughs> from the top of the ship. Basically, there was a few things that were changed up, but otherwise, it was it the the full deck dance party did happen. And same thing with Frozen. Actually, Frozen was a little closer to what I remember of the show. What tell us? You know, we've actually never seen the Frozen. So can you give us a, a little bit of a description of, of what it what it is? I mean, I know it's a, a deck show and I presume it's similar, you know, where characters come out and that sort of a thing. But tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. Yeah. So, it you know, it basically starts out, um, obviously, like Anna and Olaf are down the stage. They're wondering where Elsa is. And then um, Chris, it's super fun because Kristoff comes down from the top of the wonder. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, it's one of those things, if you're not paying attention, uh, you know, to like even the things up above you, all of a sudden he's just there and it's, it's amazing. And then he comes down and they're all looking for Elsa and then Elsa does find her way to the stage. And then there, you know, there's a lot of singing and dancing. There's a lot of activity with like the, they even, even though they still had the stage like kind of blocked off, they, the cast members really got kind of in front. So then they, the kid, the kids that were there and were on the lower level, I was actually a level above just because I wanted to see the full, the full view. They were dancing with them, like, you know, still socially distanced, but dancing, which was fun for the kids. And I think the adults too. And then, yeah, so it's more, um, of course, they sang the classic songs. There was a little bit of snow <laughs> that happened. So it was, yeah, super fun. <laughs> awesome. So for our listeners who haven't seen either the Pirate Night Deck Show, the Pirate Night Deck Show happens 
really on all of the cruises that leave out of Florida, but also cruises that leave out of Galveston and out of um, New Orleans. So mostly like Caribbean sailings. And then the Frozen deck show they do on all of the European sailings and then on all of the Alaska sailings and I guess on Panama Canal as well. So you don't get don't get frozen deck party on the Caribbean sailings or the Baja sailings typically. So Yeah, and it it makes sense because probably what they're doing is testing the show as they head west because the same crew that's on there for the Panama Canal will be the ones sailing up to Alaska or a lot of the entertainment crew. So my guess is they had a crew, they have an entertainment crew change out around that time. Uh, And actually, we know they do because on the New Orleans cruise, we knew that they were swapping over. So my guess is it's it's a chance for them to test the show out before they actually get to Alaska. So uh, I doubt we will see it in the Mexican Riviera, but it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to cross my fingers and, and hope that we do. I, I, I doubt it as well, but... Well, remember, they were testing it on our cruise. Remember, Sam? Yes. Uh, we, were to- we were told if we went up one night around 11 or midnight, we might actually get to see the show because they were going to do a run through of it. So, yeah. We did not say we up did not. that late <laughs> to do that. You're like, we did not see it. <laughs> what else, uh, Chris? Anything else special, you know, on the ceiling that we haven't uh, we haven't touched on yet? Sure. So they did a Panama Canal chat. They did that for a couple of days. I honestly did not attend it. But the lines... Because um, typically I was mid scavenger hunt those days on the daily scavenger hunt. So I would see the lines, they would go past outside of the theater, even down past the gift shops. People were very interested. I think it filled up every, every time they had it. So they did have that. And then the other fun thing, which we did not expect was on Panama Canal Day, we got back to the room. I think it was midday there or um, either midday or maybe when we came back after dinner, we had a lithograph on the bed. So it's a Panama Canal and it has a stamp of San Diego, a stamp of New Orleans. It's got Donald on it. It's got the wonder in the background. So it's that was a fun surprise. Okay. Now you have to tell us, you mentioned scavenger hunts. Tell me, I have never done a scavenger hunt on a Disney cruise. What is the scavenger hunt that they do and how do you get involved in it? Sure. So every day they will post a picture. They will have several, like a stack of papers over by the Port Adventures, at least on the Wonder, it was on the Port Adventures side of the desk. So on the atrium level, they they have little pencils there and basically like they have different pictures. So some days it was walls, some days it was furniture, some days it was pictures around the ship. Some days it was signed. So you have to go and find them and label them where it is and have it turned in by six o'clock. And the turn in box was right there at the same spot. And then the next morning on channel one. So if you're watching the daily news to find out, you know, what's going on during the day, they would have a little slider across the bottom of the TV that said who won. And then they usually give away a prize. How have I not known about this? Well, I will be honest. I did not know about it until this cruise, until I kept seeing people walking around with these papers. And I finally stopped someone and asked them. And then they told me and I was like, how did I not know this? (laughs) Seriously. So therefore, every day after, yeah, every day after I did the scavenger hunt. (laughs) I think this will be so fun with our son, Nathan, actually. Like I, I, so I love Midship Detective Agency. Okay. Yeah. But it's only on the the dream and the fantasy. And so this seems like a great replacement for, for that and not replacement, but you know, a great option to do instead of having that available. Exactly. And honestly, I saw people of all ages doing it. I mean, there was uh, one lady towards the end of the trip, she was probably maybe seventies, I would guess. And we, we were helping each other out. She's like, did you find this one? I'm like, no, 
did you find this one? No. <laughs> it was great. It was a fun way too to interact with people. You know, that and like, and honestly, I got to know that I thought I knew the ship. I really know it now. <laughs> the only decks that were not open were one and two. You could go down the stairs, but then the doors were blocked because no one was on one and two at all. Oh, wow. Everybody okay. was above, but they still brought you down there a little bit for the scavenger hunt because the pictures in the stairwells and things like that. So, but those were the really the only areas you couldn't access. Well, you mentioned some stuff left in your stateroom. I know on some of these sailings, they do like to give out little commemorative things. Was the lithograph the only, uh, the only stateroom gift or did you get some others on the sailing? That was the only gift geared towards the Panama Canal. We did have our bag, like a backpack waiting for us when we arrived. Pirate night, we had the chocolate pirate coins, which were super, you know, that's those are always nice. <laughs> and then, um, of course, there's the everyday daily surprise of the towel animal <laughs> with the chocolates. <laughs> but otherwise, that was that was it. As far as the gift surprises, it was pretty much the lithograph. That was the big one. Was there any interesting merchandise for purchase specific to the Panama Canal sailing? There was, and I'm embarrassed to say I bought the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to we know. We were in the gift shop one day and I turned to my husband. I'm like, I bought this whole rack. I'm like, that's, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad. No, there wasn't. Honestly, I was actually surprised compared to Alaska. There was not as much. I know like when we went to Alaska, there was a spirit jersey and there was zipper sweaters and pullovers and all sorts of things, but they still had a great variety. There was uh, two different t-shirts. There was more of a women's fit and a men's fit. They had a Christmas ornament. They had a pin. They had a, a mug, an insulated mug. And I think that was it. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good variety. If it you is, think, it's, you know, if you think about it, there's only one Panama Canal, you know, crossing, and that's so true. that's you true. Know, exactly. So they have a limited audience to sell to versus the Alaska season. They've got you know that's multiple true. months, yeah, more people, exactly, and that's true. Yeah, I guess I was when I walked in, I was like, ooh, I want to get a spirit jersey, and, and then they didn't have any, but they had a Disney Wonder one. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we you know we skipped over one part here, Chris, which is where where did this cruise stop? I mean. We focus on the Panama Canal part of it so much, but what were your other port stops? Sure. So we stopped in Cozumel. We stopped in Cartagena, Colombia, Puerto Vallarta, and Cabo San Lucas. We were supposed to stop in Grand Cayman. I think it was the week leading up to the cruise. They still had not opened that port. So that ended up being an additional sea day. So we ended up with eight sea days. Oh my God, that's a dream. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I lo- I'm, you know, obviously... Brian and I are suckers for for an extra sea day. I'm I'm always okay to miss a port, except maybe Castaway for an extra for an extra sea day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you and did you get off at any of the uh, the ports of call or do any shore excursions? We did. So we got off in all of them. Actually, we did basically in all of them. We did the city tours, except Cozumel. We did a, more of a specific one. We did a chocolate and wine tasting where we got to make chocolate for ourselves to bring home. Yes. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then in Cartagena and Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas, we did this, like I said, the city tours where we got to see a little bit of everything. So that was really fun. And did you book those all through the, the Disney port adventures or were any of them booked on your own? No, so we decided we wanted to go straight through Disney just with everything going on. We want we felt more comfortable booking what was available through them. Any highlights from those port adventures or, or ones that you would particularly recommend? Oh yeah. You know what? Honestly, the the biggest to me at least the more the interesting things were the churches and seeing the different churches in each area, because some of these churches are 
I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years old. My, the one thing that was interesting that was a good learning, even learning point for me was the day before we were going to Cabo San Lucas. I just happened to be looking at our port adventure and all the details and everything. And all of a sudden, way down at the bottom, I see saying, if you would like there, we will be stopping at a church. If you'd like to walk in, you have to have your knees and your shoulders covered, which was interesting because I'm like, understandable, but that's again, little thing, always read the fine print. <laughs> so I'm glad we saw that we dressed accordingly. So then we were able to walk into the church. But seeing the churches, seeing the city centers, and actually being able to talk with a lot of the locals that live there, that was a lot of fun. Everyone was super friendly. Actually, Cartagena, the, that was probably my favorite port out of all of them. Everybody was just amazing, super friendly. We even had some time at the end. So they, they allowed us to just kind of walk around a little bit or go, you know, go grab a drink or whatever. So we ended up going to a restaurant and I ordered a, a Coke at the restaurant and the, just the server. I, I think also think they're just so excited to see people now that everyone's traveling again. I'm sure that, you know, for places like that, you know, a lot of their economy depends on tourism. And so it's probably been really hard on them these last couple of years. And, you know, everybody's sort of feeling the lockdown fatigue as well. So I'm sure it's really nice for them to have visitors uh, coming. We, we, we went to Cartagena on our Panama Canal cruise many years ago on Celebrity and, and really enjoyed it as well. It was a, a welcoming, a welcoming place for sure. Definitely it is. And I would say the other stop that was amazing was in Cabo San Lucas. We went to a glass factory and we got to watch them make a glass figure and just, and the whole building was basically glass and stone. So it was stunningly beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I remember we, we saw glass blowing on one of the Panama Canal stops. It was not, uh, I don't think it was. It might, I don't remember. I don't think we went to Cabo, but I can't remember. I think you're right. We did go to a glass. I, did. I remember, I just I remember, don't remember sitting where. outside and watching them make like a horse or something uh, from glass. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really interesting. But that was a really, that's an excellent tip, Kristen, about traveling and going to see churches. If you're going on, this is uh, similar to traveling in Europe. If you're traveling around Europe and you're going to go to see historic churches, most of them will require your, for women, your shoulders and your knees to be covered. And so tank tops are not going to work. Or if you were wearing a tank top, you need to bring a shawl or, or a cardigan or something with you so that you can throw it on top so that you can go in if you want to see the church. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new Genie technology and everything. Like I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So Remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. 
You're leaving money on the table if you don't use a travel agent. You're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Well, we've talked around some port excursions. Let's talk about the canal for a second. So what was canal day like? When did it start? Did you head up on deck or did you just take advantage of your balcony? So what was the canal day like for you? Sure. So we actually started our day at 5 a.m. We wanted to be up and ready. (laughs) Well, we were, I, I don't, I think I was so excited. It was like a Disney World day. It was like, wake up and go. Um, (laughs) and we got up, got ready and we wanted to make sure that we could see us going through the first canal. So we stayed on our balcony for the first part. So I think when we hit the first lock, we hit it, it was just before 6am. We actually, the, one of the coolest things and interesting things, all of a sudden we were standing on the balcony and we see this little tiny boat coming towards us. And then we see, I'm like looking over the edge and we see a guy jump off the boat onto the wonder. Well, then come to find out, obviously it's the pilot who has to help get us through. And so that was kind of fun watching him jump on and off all day long. It really is interesting because then we got through the locks, the first set of locks. It was about three hours. Um, So in between, so we did watch it from our balcony. Then we went up to the gym. Nobody was up there. And so we had a fantastic view from the treadmills. (laughs) (laughs) You're facing the front. So we were like, this is amazing. So we did that. And then... You know, we were kind of bouncing back and forth all day. I tried to stick it out in the afternoon. It was so hot. I mean, Disney was coming around with freezing cold towels for everybody. I mean, it's great because like, and I don't know if this was how it was on yours, but like they had beverage stations set up. They had snack stations set up right there. So you could actually stay there. But of course, if you wanted a view of there's, you know, that outside balcony is only so big. And so um, I tried to stick it out as long as I could, but then the heat kind of got to me a little bit and I ended up going back up and watching it from our balcony. But, you know, if you have a balcony, you can, I, what I did was I turned on the television to see the bridge. And so I could kind of see both sides of it, which was interesting, you know, watching both sides. And plus then it was fun back on the balcony because all the locals were there. (laughs) Everyone's waving and taking pictures of the ship. And so that was fun to see too. So it was, I mean, it was a long day. So it was the first locks we hit at 6am. It was about, like I said, about three hours later, we hit, we, then we were on the, the man-made lake till they originally, they thought it was gonna be like one forty-five. It was about one o'clock when we hit then um, the Pacific side. So then, then it took us about roughly three hours. And then about four o'clock, we were in the Pacific ocean. It is really a full day. I mean, to your point, if you're going through multiple stages and there's that big sort of lake in the middle and yeah, it's a, it's a long day and it, the weather there is warm. <laughs> it is. And it was, well, and then it was funny. We got through the last set of locks and all of a sudden it was massive downpour. It lasted maybe a minute. And then all of a sudden it was sunshine, blue skies. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up purchasing, they had a time-lapse video available of the day of all the way from start to finish of the canal. So we purchased that because we're like, this is a fun memory. We don't know if we'll ever do something like this again. To wa- go back and watch that video was crazy because it's like, you know, you know you're know, <laughs> you like up, 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 go three locks and <laughs> go across and then down, 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 you know? And it's, it's so interesting to see, you know, especially from that perspective. And then especially the rainstorm was really funny because it like rained for in that video, about two seconds, and then it it stopped, you know, so, but that was fun. Yeah. And when it rained, Disney actually walked around with ponchos, like the ponchos you buy in the parks, and they walked around and everyone got ponchos. And (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, that's probably perfect for the folks who were headed to Disneyland after. I'm sure there there was quite a few. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. We've we've seen them give out those ponchos before actually at Castaway. We had one day where it, there was a downpour at Castaway. And so they started giving out the, 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 the same ponchos, those parks ponchos, which is funny because at the parks, you have to pay, you know, $12 exactly. for them or something. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know how cheap they are to make when Disney Cruise Line is handing them out for yes, free. <laughs> exactly. And I tend, and it's so funny, I tend to um, usually go through a couple of trips because I'll rip them, unfortunately, like, you know, accidentally, you know, they'll get caught in my ears or <laughs> something. They're so cheaply made. <laughs> they yeah. Are, yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's good to have backups. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Were they doing announcements throughout the day about the the crossing, doing, you know, a little bit of history and that sort of stuff? The captain would get on every now and then and make some announcements about, you know, we're through the locks, we're, you know, through here. They didn't really do a whole lot on the history. They did, oh, they did provide us a pamphlet in the room, which was actually great to have because then I had that open during the day. So then I would understand, okay, which lock are we in, you know, and because it's a lot to remember. And <laughs> So that was neat to have so we could actually truly follow along. So we had that and it like opened up to a huge map of the Panama Canal. Um, but the captain would, you know, get on and throughout the day make some announcements. But I, more of the history stuff was left to that talk I was I spoke about earlier that they had in the Walt Disney Theater. Well, was it, I mean, was it cool to pass through the canal? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I did. Yes. No, it was an interesting experience. I, I, you know, it was honestly, truly amazing from start to finish. It's something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. And to be able to actually see it, go through it, actually have a better understanding of the canal and, and its history a little bit, uh, that to me was amazing. So we, we thoroughly enjoyed the whole day. And honestly, I was sad when it was over. <laughs> Once we hit the Pacific, I mean, yes, I'm excited to move on and go to the other stops, but that was that was a highlight of the trip. That, I mean, that's the reason why a lot of people book the Panama Canal cruise. It's not because they want to go to Cabo or Cartagena or any of the other port stops. People are really booking that cruise. Well, one, because it's a two-week cruise. <laughs> Some people just like exactly. a long cruise. <laughs> exactly. But two, because you get to go through the Panama Canal and it's, you know, that's the only the only experience any person is going to be able to have unless you work on ships going through the Panama Canal is is on a cruise ship. Exactly. And another fun thing they did that and we just ended up not participating in, but the, they did do a swimming through the canal. So you could actually jump in, like go into the pool. They had, there was a huge line <laughs> and everybody, you just got to swim through one of the pools. And at the end, they gave you a certificate that said that you swam the Panama Canal. <laughs> so that was fun. And actually, I had more fun watching it anyways. Like I, you know, we, it was one of the things we saw it on the, on the navigator on the app and, you know, kind of went, you know, trying to decide what are we going to do? Plus we wanted to obviously be able to see what was going on outside. You know, that was our priority of the day. Well, then we were walking through um, deck nine at one point and we saw it. And so then we sat and watched it for a few minutes. And I'm like, oh, that's super cool. You know? <laughs> It was fun to watch everybody. <laughs> That's funny. It's like you just basically jump into the regular pool and then yeah. after. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's to what say, they did. I swam in the in the canal. <laughs> and quote unquote in the canal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's funny because someone actually has swum the actual Panama Canal because they always tell, at least on the cruise we were on, they tell the story of what it costs that individual to transit the canal because they do it by weight. Oh my gosh. And, and yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty funny to think that. I thought you're I thought you were gonna say there was an excursion where they let you off the back of the boat to swim, but I was no. like, how the heck did they do that? <laughs> that I probably would have done. I mean, that would have been cool. Yeah, no, it was just everything basically obviously was on the ship that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't talked about food. And 
if there's one thing on a 14 night cruise that you're going to get a lot of it's food and you're going to get to see a lot of menus that Disney wouldn't typically have. So because they, they, they do not repeat menus. So you're, you're going to get menus hauled out that they reserve for other cruises and things like that. So setting aside the regular rotational menus that folks are probably familiar with, do you recall some of the special menus they pulled out? Like, you know, I'm assuming they had maybe the international menu or the Alaska menu or those sorts of things. But yeah, do you remember any of the menus they pulled out? Sure. Yeah. It's so funny. I actually went back and looked through some of my pictures this morning because I took pictures of all the food. <laughs> Though I don't remember everything, um, there was a, the Panama Canal. That was a specific menu. They did the international menu. They did. They didn't do an Alaska one. Do they do the Pacific? There's one that they call like Pacific inspired menu or something like that. They had, I don't know if it was specifically that, but they did have something like that where there was a lot of Pacific items on there, but I can't remember if that was a specific notation on the menu. Normally the server, you know, and I'm sure obviously you guys know this, the, ser- the server would tell us like the when we got there and they would say this evening we have this specific menu. You know, one of my favorites, actually probably my favorite out of the whole thing was the captain's menu of Captain's Night, which we had in Triton's. That was amazing. You know, all the servers are all dressed up. And that was the night that we had uh, the show in Triton's, which was fun. Uh, The Fab Five came through and danced and that was super fun. And we had a table where they walked right by us. So I got some great pictures and videos of that. That was always fun. But yeah, for whatever reason, that was my favorite menu. But they, you know, lots of seafood options, lots of, you know, great beef options, you know, so I can't even remember everything we had, but it was so good. It's great. It it is great, though, when you do those longer cruises. We know from our 11-night Southern Caribbean that we did a few years back now that they, they... you get a lot of different menus and it's really nice because there's variety versus when you're doing a shorter cruise, you're going to have the standard rotational. You might have a pirate menu and you might have like one alternative menu and that's kind of it. And there was a couple nights where I couldn't decide and he's like, I'm just bringing you both. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you no. So, <laughs> so and it was nice too, because then my husband and I were able to kind of try that third dish. And then that even happened, I think, one night with desserts too. You know, you just can't, I'm like, I can't decide which one do you recommend? And he's like, I recommend both. <laughs> I'm like, okay, twist my arm. <laughs> well, I, I'm curious, how did it work for the the show restaurant, I'll call it? So Tiana's. Because uh, obviously you get Mardi Gras night one night and one night you get, you know, kind of the, I'll call it the musical party, but it's not the full on Mardi Gras experience. Did they have like a third show for that restaurant or did it really just after you saw the two, it kind of just calmed back down? So that was the interesting part. So because, you know, obviously when you're on those shorter cruises, everything seems to happen like almost every night of the cruise, because if you're only on a four night or a five night, for us, everything was very spread out. So um, there was some stuff at the beginning. So say Tiana's, Tiana came out the first night, the band was there. She was, she was in and out a little bit, but not at first we were like, oh, is this the show? But it wasn't actually our show in Tiana's was the last night uh, of the cruise. And it was the traditional show. We got out and danced. We got to dance around, you know, with all the servers and and it was so fun. And they, you know, we got there and they had the beads on the table and all that. So that was our true Mardi Gras celebration. And then Animator's Palette, then we actually had that the night before. That was our drawing night. Nice. So they spread, yeah, they spread them out so that you don't do it. You know, you have a bunch of stuff at the beginning and a bunch of stuff at the end. Exactly. Kind of the middle was very just dinner, nice music back. You know, sometimes the band would be there, some, like a Tiana, sometimes it wouldn't. You know, obviously the music changed depending on the type of menu, like Pirate Night. It was all pirate thing music, you know. 
So, but yeah, our stuff, for whatever reason, fell more towards the end. I don't know if it was because of our rotation, so how we started, or if that's just how they had it planned. Did you get to experience any of the specialty dining on board? I mean, with 14 nights, uh, you well, got a remember, lot of... remember, it's, but it's just Palo. It's not, there's no Remy, Bray. Yeah, but with 14 nights, you ought to be able to work in a Palo brunch and a Palo <laughs> dinner. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know, I know which restaurants are on the ship, Sam. Uh, but I'm curious, Kristen, did you get to, did you get to experience Palo? We did, actually, three times. <laughs> So we, we booked, before we left, we booked one brunch and one dinner. And then when we got on board and, but on, you know, we are, we're silver. So booking by the time we got on, everything was towards the end of the trip, which was fine. We're like, great. We'll end it with a bang with, you know, brunch and dinner at Palo, you know, and we did have brunch actually our last sea day, the 17th. So that was, that was a great way to another great way to end the trip midway through or not, maybe not even quite midway through. We, I, there, you can talk to them via the app now and chat. And so we did that and I said, Hey, is there any way to find out if there's any openings? Well, what they do is every day, if by a certain time, no one has filled those slots of people who say haven't maybe signed up for Apollo brunch or Apollo dinner, they have a wait list. So then we, they reached out to us, said, are you interested? So we're like, yes, we took it. <laughs> so, so that was great. So we found out basically the day before. So we did have two brunches and then the one dinner. So that was amazing. <laughs> and how were they? Good as always? Oh, fantastic. Yes. And our server... Sasha was. Oh, uh, he's Sasha. our server. <laughs> so we, yeah, so we actually, funny story, we had on the very first cruise, we had Sasha, a Sasha and a Pippa as our servers. Well, we re- requested them on the Baja cruise. They were both there. We got one of them because they were split up at this time then uh, to different areas. Then this time we thought, okay, maybe they're still on the ship. We didn't know. And so we asked, well, they're like, oh, there's a Sasha in Palo. So we were like, great. Well, it ended up being a different Sasha. <laughs> He was fantastic. We were like, so he's like, he's like, I, you know, I will gladly serve you. And we were like, this is fantastic. We're like, no, we had a great chat with him. It was wonderful. But he was amazing because when we got there to the brunch, the first, the first brunch we had, we weren't, you know, you're looking at the menu, you're like, everything sounds good. I don't know where to go. And he goes, how about I just write some recommendations? We're like, okay. And put together the most fantastic menu, this pizza they did that is not even on the menu. If I remember, it's gorgonzola, mozzarella, grapes. Oh, this is, yeah, this is a traditional one that they used to have at brunch, but it's not on the menu. So yeah. Exactly. Yes. And so he's like, how about I do that? And we're like, sounds fantastic. We actually got it a second time when we went back. (laughs) (laughs) But that was so fun because he actually just put together a menu. You know, he, he got to know us and, you know, said, you know, here, let me, let me just offer some suggestions. And we're like, great. So we ended up loving everything he picked. (laughs) He's wonderful. Sasha from Croatia. He is so wonderful. We love him. We had him, we had him as our server in Palo on the fantasy pre-pandemic, I believe. And then we had him on the fantasy post pandemic. And then he was recently transferred to the wonder and we had him on the wonder on our most recent cruise. And it was interesting because then our prior server Felipe from the, from Paulo on the wonder ended up being in the main dining room and we had him in our, in the main dining room. And he's now going to be in Paulo when we head back on the ship in just a few days. And we are, we're we're having a debate as to whether or not we need to request Felipe or Sasha because they're both in Palo now. So we're like kind of in a a little bit of a jam because they're both, they're both amazing, amazing servers. And I don't want to make either of them feel bad. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, what have we not talked about from this cruise that, uh, that you want to make sure to cover from a, from the standpoint of the Panama Canal sailing? 
Um, I think the biggest thing that I learned on this cruise, um, and the, the thing I was the most excited about, which I know, Sam, you kind of touched on was the sea days. <laughs> I love the fact that you can truly do as little or as much as you want. I mean, there would be some days I would have all, you know, I'd go on the app and, you know, heart all the things that I wanted to do. Some of them were very ambitious days. <laughs> and some of them were like, oh, you know what? I only want to do a few things today, you know, but I love that you can truly do as much or as little as you want. They have so many activities going on all day long that, yeah, some days it's hard to decide what to do. But then some days it's like, you know what? I think I just feel like sitting on my balcony, reading a book (laughs) and enjoying the view. So that is, you know, one thing I truly think they have something for everybody. You know, we did lots of things like, you know, I did the animation class. That was fun. You know, bingo. I, I was avid adult crafter. (laughs) I would go to all the adult crafts. That was super fun. Um, Seeing, obviously, seeing the characters all around, you know, just so much that you can do. But again, like I said, if you're truly looking to say, hey, I just want to relax and have, you know, have downtime by the pool, it's, you can do that too. You know, it's, it's great that I feel like there's something for everyone. Yeah, we always, we love that sort of choose your own adventure style of cruising, because I always want to run around and do everything. And Brian wants to sit and read a book and relax by the pool. <laughs> exactly. And well, and one thing I did every day, which was turned out to be some exercise for me was I pin traded every day. So there was obviously only the three decks that I could pin trade on, but it's walking the ship. It was 1.3 miles to pin trade for me. So <laughs> yeah, I would start a workout. <laughs> that is some, that's some good steps. <laughs> it is, it is. And you know, that was, you know, Obviously, you know, like to walk on deck four and, you know, go up to nine and 10 and all that. But, you know, that was another way and it was fun, you know, and I actually met a lot of other pin traders. So that was super fun too. Yeah, I, that was one of the things, one of the reasons I miss fish extender exchanges, uh, which are gift exchanges on the ships for folks who don't know. They're not doing them right now because still of COVID restrictions. But I loved that in part because I got to really walk around the ship a lot and I'd get a lot of steps. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a fabulous time on this uh, this sailing. Um, I don't know. Was there any discussion amongst the crew around whether they thought they would bring the sailing back at some point or uh, any discussion amongst the passengers or anything of that nature? So not really that I can recall amongst the passengers, but the very last night of the sailing, I was able to meet the captain. He was in the atrium. I was really excited about that. <laughs> um, and just in conversation with him, he he just, he mentioned, he's like, yeah, we're just unsure of, you know, what the future is of the Panama Canal. So it it will be interesting to see what happens. I bet they bring it back. I just, you know, it just might be another year before they do. Well, and, uh, you know, uh, Chapek uh, is famous for inventing the vault. I think I've heard online now a few times that he's, (laughs) so they're they're just putting the, the Panama Canal cruise into the vault. And so when it comes back, it will have, I think, uh, a lot of demand now that they've missed it once. People will be well unsure if they will have it again, right? So uh, did that with Hawaii. Did that with Hawaii. So now they're sailing to Hawaii That's much true. more often. And now it's a really Just popular Just makes cruise. demand go way up and then they can exactly. charge more for it. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. It's time to pull the 11-night Southern Caribbean out of the vault, dear Disney. So um, <laughs> missed that cruise. Missed that cruise. But... Well, Chris, I think we've reached that time in the show where I'm going to hand you over to Sam for a little rapid fire. And so, Sam, why don't you take it away? Yeah. So, Kristen, this is our rapid fire round where I'm going to ask you your Disney favorites. Now, I'll ask you three general Disney questions for your favorites, and then I'll ask you specific Disney Cruise Line favorites. Obviously, this will focus on the wonder since that's the ship that you have been on multiple times. 
Yes. So we'll start with who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Belle. Nice. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Uh, well, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's see if we can go three for three. What is your favorite Disney song? You know, honestly, I think um, Wishes. Oh, there you go. Okay. So not a Beauty and the Beast song. Yes. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite on stage show on the Disney Cruise Line? I love the Golden Mickeys. It is a fun one. It is fun. Yeah. What's your favorite activity to do on board? You know what? Bingo. Oh, nice. I love bingo. It's just the interaction with, with the cast members and then the, you know, the other passengers is so fun. Yeah. Fun energy. Yeah. Favorite rotational dining. Tritons. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> Without hesitation, Tritons. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. Favorite space on the ship? Ooh, Cove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was known to, that was my first stop of the day. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's, I mean, who wouldn't, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, favorite bar on the ship? You know, I don't know if I have a favorite. I think I like them all. I love, I just love the different audiences. So I don't know if I can pick a favorite with that one. Okay, fair enough. And then my last question is bucket list cruise. So if you could sail anywhere on Disney Cruise Line, doesn't even need to be someplace that Disney currently cruises, where would it be? So I think my bucket list cruise is the Mediterranean. Nice. So yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for playing my rapid fire round, Kristen. <laughs> You're welcome. And thanks for coming on and chatting with us. Oh, it was so fun. So fun talking to you, Kristen, about your cruise. And as I mentioned up front, you are a magic maker or travel agent with Off to Neverland Travel. So do you want to let folks know where they can find and connect with you if they want to book a fabulous Disney vacation? Sure. Yeah. Again, my name is Kristen Johnson. Yes, I am a magic maker with Off to Neverland Travel. And you can find me either on Facebook at facebook.com slash magic maker Kristen J. Or I'm on Instagram at magic maker underscore Kristen J. Well, thank you, Kristen, so much for coming on, taking the time to share your experience on that Panama Canal cruise with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was so fun chatting with you both. Well, it was really fun to chat with Kristen about her westbound Panama Canal cruise. And uh, sad to say, it's the last one we know of for a while. I guess we're still waiting on the 2023 release from Disney for the uh, the summer for next year. But uh, doubtful that we'll see a Panama Canal cruise on there. But maybe fingers crossed if we see one, we might have to book it just to make sure that we get a chance to do it on Disney. But a big thank you to Kristen for coming on the, the show this week. I do have another five-star review I want to read on the air this week. This one comes from J.H.R. Boston, who writes, I listen even though I'm not cruising. I started listening to the DCL Duo eight months ago in anticipation of our first Disney cruise. Four months post-cruise with nothing planned, I keep listening simply because I love their style and delivery so much. I feel like people I'd be friends with in real life, and it's just easy, enjoyable, escapist listening. Thank you. Well, thank you, J.H.R. Boston. We actually have a lot of folks out there who listen just as a way to vicarious curiously live through the cruising adventures of us and our fans. So glad to hear that that's working for you and hope you get out there and sail with Disney again soon. With that, I do just want to thank everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air. We love, love, love the feedback and connecting with our listeners each and every week. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social 
social media at DCL Duo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to connect with us there and join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. We also have a YouTube channel. Just browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for even more great content. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo to join from one of our monthly support tiers. We've had a few people join us Patreons recently and appreciate each and every one of them for helping us to defray the cost of this show each and every week. You can also support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. You can also head over to our website, dclduo.com, if you want an archive of everything that we've put out, including some blog posts. And we have our store for good over there where all of the profits we make go to charity. The DCL Duo podcast and blog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Bye.